Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you join us. This is the Tulsa World Scene, um, what do we call this? Video slash podcast that you can watch and or listen to uh, at uh, tulsaworld.com or on uh, Apple Podcast or wherever you pluck your pods off the internet. I am here with uh, my uh, uh, esteemed colleagues, the lovely and talented uh, Jimmy Trammell and the even lovelier and talented uh, Miss Grace Wood. Welcome to us all. Um, we'll start by taking a turn for the worst. Um, our uh, restaurant review this week is of uh, The Worst, which is uh, a food truck that has now taken up uh, semi-permanent residence at uh, Cabin Boys Brewery um, on Utica, about 7th Street. Um, it's been around since 2011, uh, working, you know, public events and everything, but this is their first uh, sort of residency. Uh, and uh, if you, you know, and bratwurst and beer, I am told is a uh, is a perfect combination. Not a beer drinker myself, but I'll take people's word for it. There are a lot of people out there that that do. Um, if you, but if you're just there as I am for the food and you have no aversion to sausages, this is a place to go. They even have a vegetarian one made out of tofurkey, which I didn't have a chance to try, but again, people say, people who like that sort of thing like that sort of thing. So now that we have uh, gone on with the worst, let's, um, let's go on to better things. Um, I believe you have something of a family story for us, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, we've all seen the Brady Bunch, right? Grace? No. Never seen the Brady Bunch. Oh my gosh. I uh, know about it, but I haven't watched it. Okay. okay. Well, uh, obviously it's a you know classic television show. Uh, everyone, uh, most everyone except for Grace has seen it. No, I'm not picking on Grace. Uh, <laughs> to me, it, it's really cool that someone from Tulsa married Barry Williams the actor who played Greg Brady on the Brady Bunch. And, that, and it just made me curious, like, you know, how, how did this happen? I mean, how did this Tulsa girl come to marry Barry Williams? And uh, we have a reason to write about it because Barry Williams and his band are playing the Outsiders House Museum in May. His wife is in the band. She's a longtime entertainer herself since like uh, seven years old in Tulsa. So uh, if you want to know how someone from Tulsa came to marry Greg Brady on the Brady Bunch, then uh, we'll have the answer for you in Friday's Tulsa World. All right. Well, and, and there's so many things about the Brady Bunch that, you know, have become almost iconic, you know. Um, just the line, Marsha, 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 for example, <laughs> you know. most and, and even if you've never seen it, as, as Grace says, Grace, you are aware of it. You know when that comes up, you know, you've, you've seen the, the picture of, you know, the opening credits of the nine squares, like Hollywood squares and the like. And one of the things that I, I think is, be, and, and, and even the house became something of an icon with that weird staircase. And if I remember correctly, the father was supposedly an architect and you can do tours of the house and, and the like. So, uh, but if you, if you, so the house is kind of like a work of art in and of itself, but 
there is a way you can have a work of art made of your own house. And I believe, Grace, you know something about that. I like that transition. That was really good. Yeah, We'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway. Um, my story this week is about a Tulsa artist named Myers Campbell, and he creates super intricate black and white freehand pen drawings of different homes and landmarks and buildings all over Tulsa. Um, people will kind of commission Myers to either draw illustrations of their homes or even like local realtors will hire him to create sketches for their clients who have recently bought a house, like as a housewarming gift, um, and he's really known for his like attention to detail and he really likes to focus on things that make a house feel unique so if there's like an interesting tree or plant or even like a dog toy laying in the front yard he's going to include it in the sketch which i think is cool and something that's also really cool about myers that you might not realize from looking at his artwork is that he's not really a classically trained artist at all he didn't go to school for art or anything like that he actually worked in banking for 40 years and now since he's retired he's become like a full-time artist and he's able to really pursue his true passion which I think is awesome um, so yeah you can read more about Myers and kind of see some of your some of his artwork for yourself in this Saturday's Tulsa World. Okay. Now does he does he do like the interior and the exterior or does what art what when people commission him, what what usually do they get from him? Usually it'll just be kind of from the perspective of the front yard, just like a dead on image of the front of the house with like, usually he'll include like some trees and some plants and the landscaping as well, which he draws in like a super detailed way. It's really cool. And I also learned that he doesn't do anything in pencil. Like he just does pen to paper, which I was like, oh my gosh, what if you mess up? But <laughs> he was quick to say that, you know, messing up when you're drawing something is just kind of like a part of the process. And he usually just tries to work it in somehow with the sketch, which I thought was really cool. So he's impressive. Kind of reminds me of a film, oh dear, back in the 80s called The Draftsman's Contract, when you mentioned that he would put in like the dog toy in the yard. Um, it's a... Uh, it's a very strange film, but it's set in uh, England in the 1700s. And this, uh, this artist is commissioned to draw this magnificent, <coughs> magnificent house. And in the course of it, he puts in everything, which includes the um, people having, you know, affairs off in the bushes and the dead body over here. And it, it's you know anyway, so hopefully he doesn't have to do, uh, Mr. Myers doesn't have to deal with it, deal with that. But um, so, but keeping <clears throat> speaking of of, of residents and houses and residents, the um, universe, uh, Oklahoma State University and the New York Philharmonic recently announced that the Philharmonic is going to do, <coughs> pardon me a uh, residency at the McKnight Center on the Stillwater campus for the next three years. Usually the first one will be in September. Um, this is, I believe, the only such arrangement the New York Philharmonic does other than an extended residency uh, with an orchestra in Shanghai, China. Uh, so this will give the students at uh, OSU the chance to work with 
the musicians of the Philharmonic, and they're also doing an exchange program where students will go to New York City for more uh, in-depth study uh, with individual musicians. So it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal, and we'll have all of the details in, in this Sunday. Can you tell and me go on. How did Pardon? they get Stillwater as a location? Um, well, it turns out that the uh, person who is the major donor and the namesake for the McKnight uh, Foundation heard the New York Philharmonic when they were playing, I think it was in Vail, Colorado, and was just so blown away that he got himself onto the board of the orchestra. And the New York Philharmonic actually has performed twice in Stillwater. They were there for the opening weekend in October of 2019. And they were there for like four days, did three concerts. Uh, and then they just recently, I think it was last month, um, uh, did a concert as part of their Midwestern tour that Stillwater was one of the stops. And the um, musicians themselves are apparently, you know, they, they really liked Stillwater and um, are looking forward to spending more time there, so. Cool. I'm just here for the segues. I mean, uh, Grace, let's make a secret deal. For one week, you write about chihuahuas. I'll write about demolition derbies. And let's see if James can segue between chihuahuas to demolition derbies, you know. But He'll um, find a way. He will find a way. Yeah. <laughs> To heck with Wordle. I mean, that, watching James segue from one topic to another, that's where the, the challenge is. Well, keeping things in a family way, I believe uh, you talked to a not so maybe well-known relative of Leon Russell. Well, uh, Teddy Jack is a son of Leon Russell and has followed in the family business. We'll perform here April 1st at the Venue Shrine. And for those who are in the know, uh, Teddy Jack was named after a character, a Gary Busey character on Mazeppa, the late night cult TV show from the 1970s. And uh, Gary Busey is uh, Teddy Jack's godfather. So we've got a long interview with uh, Teddy Jack in Sunday's Tulsa World. And uh, Teddy Jack has something sort of in common with uh, Grace who attended Pepperdine, right? Okay. Uh, early after after high school, Teddy Jack's uh, dad, Leon Russell, gave him a, a choice. Said you can uh, be in music and follow me, go on the road, or you can go to Pepperdine and study to be a lawyer. And he says, "I'll go on the road with you." So a life was changed, and now he's uh, following in Dad's footsteps, which should be pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome! Good for him. Is he, hey, is, is he also go ahead? Is he also a pianist or? multi-instrumentalist, if I can pronounce it, plays pretty much everything. In fact, uh, Busey had an album, oh, three or four years ago, and Teddy Jack played every song, every instrument uh, on the album. They, he has a great relationship with, with Busey. Uh, they get along still, and you'll find out in Sunday's Tulsa World who could have been his godfather instead of Gary Busey. Uh, mm -hmm. He also is Oscar Knight. I have, uh, we'll have a little bit of an Oscar preview, but I have, I have a question for you guys. If you can retroactively award a Best Picture Oscar to a film that did not win, but you wish it could have won something, 
Give me a movie you wish could have won the Oscar. Mm, that's a good one. I'll let Grace answer first. Um, Nine time to think is what he's doing. Yeah. Thanks a lot. No, I think I think it might have actually been nominated but didn't win. But mm-hmm. I have to go with Almost Famous because that's my favorite movie. Ah. I love it. <laughs> I still need to see it. I've never seen it. And Jan, Jan Twilley gets after me like, you've got to see this. Dwight Twilley's wife. So do you have to watch this movie? You have to watch it. You really okay. So good. I, I will watch it. I, 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 I have not seen it either, so... I will. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Come on, guys. Come on. Grace just had the same reaction to us not watching Almost Famous as we had to her not watching Brady Bunch. Well, yeah, well, I can understand that, but uh, you know, I, I, I've lived a sheltered life. You wouldn't, you, you would, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think. <laughs> um, movie that should have won that didn't. Man, oh man. Or just a movie that you love. It doesn't have to be worthy of winning an Oscar. I'm giving you a chance to just give an Oscar to any movie you want. Smoke in the bandit if you want. Uh, every which way but loose if you want. Just any movie James wants to give an Oscar to, feel free. Local hero. I'm not familiar with that one. Tell me. I'm not surprised. It is a it's a Scottish film. Uh, came out in 1983, and uh, it's it starred uh, Peter Regert, who was. Um, uh, in Animal House, I believe, uh, and Burt Lancaster, and uh, and it was set in. It, it, he uh, Peter Rieger plays this uh, mid-level uh, executive for an oil company in Houston, who gets sent to buy a village on the coast of Scotland for his oil company, and. Uh, he becomes enamored of, of, of this quiet little village, but the village is going like, oh, we're going to make a pile of money. We need to ramp this up. So it, it's, but it, it is absolutely charming. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peter, Peter Capaldi, who was a Doctor Who, plays his, plays, um, Peter Riegert's rather bumbling Scottish sidekick who falls in love with a woman he thinks is a mermaid. Um, it's, it's just, it is, it is one of the sweetest movies you've ever seen. And it has one of the saddest endings uh, that just, uh, just is, ah, yeah. Local hero. Okay. My Bill Forsyth, track it down, worth watching. So well, we hope that this has been worth listening to and or watching your, as we wrap up another another week of this. Uh, on behalf of my colleagues, Grace Wood and Jimmy Trammell, we want to wish you well, and we will gladly see you later. Yes. Bye.